Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kavita, Kavita. She wrote a book called Room 23. That's right. All the way from the UK. I'm chatting with Kavita Bassi, talking about her book, Room 23. Boom. Intro done. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Today's episode is going to sound slightly different than other episodes because I don't know if you guys know this or not. I had a brain injury, right? And I completely forgot to check if my audio was recording, which turns out, spoiler alert, it wasn't. The episode was still recorded on the computer and the amazing production team of the Neuro Nerds, Sam and Felice, were able to make it work as best they can because they're magicians. But without any further ado, here is my interview with Kavita Bassi, author of Room 23. I say it every single week, and I mean it every single week. It's a very special episode. I have somebody from the future <laughs> overseas, our uh, amazing friend to the show, amazing friend to myself, Miss Kavita Bassi. I said, did I say it right? Yeah, you I said, said it right. <laughs> Nailed it. Author, stroke survivor, amazing human being. I am so happy to have you on the show, Kavita. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Joe. And um, really, thank you so much for having me on here um, to be able to share my story. But yes, um, I'm author and public speaker and an ambassador for a few charities. Because, yeah, I'm on a mission, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, you know what? We made it back. We better have made it back for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's all I think about is me being here for a reason and waking up every day to do something amazing. That is, you know what? I see, I knew right away. I was like, you know what, Kavita, she's kind of dope. Like, I really vibe with <laughs> everything that you do. Number one, alone, you could be a horrible person, but your voice, I'm like, yes, I'm a fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that is an amazing way to think. And to be honest, that's the way that I've thought ever since I was like coherent again when I got home from the hospital is I had a mission, especially of late, is to do two things is to, <laughs> is just to, to, to wake up, be awesome, and do epic shit. Like, I kind of, you know, I know it sounds weird, but like, I really kind of feel like we're here to do something special. We made it back for a reason. Why not do something that's going to impact lives, you know? And I want to help our community as much as, as I can. And I love that you kind of have like that same feel. So I get up every morning around 5.30 or 6 o'clock and it drives my husband crazy because the first thing I do is walk over to the window I open the curtains. I, feel, I actually feel like singing, you know, like a Disney princess. Wants to sing. <laughs> I, get up, I open the curtains and I'm just like, ta-da, today is here. 
and he is just like, will you please be quiet? So what you're saying is the fact that you guys are quarantined together, he is loving every second of it. <laughs> no, but I, what, what I'm trying to say basically is I have this undivided gratitude for being here each day. And that's why I don't want to waste a single moment. And, and it's just important for me to actually open the curtains, look outside and see and just see the world, basically. But he just thinks I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> well, you know, we, we I, I think, well, I don't know you very well, but I absolutely know you are a little bit crazy, but like in the most amazing way, right? Like you have to kind of have a little something wrong with you after you survive what we survived and to keep pushing forward with a smile on your face. You kind of do, You're a little bit off in that way, but I think we have that, that extra appreciation for, for life. And you mentioned nature. When I, the one thing that I will always go back to if I ever end up like in a dark mental place is on the drive home, I was so just relieved to be out of the hospital. And I looked out the window and I saw the wind rustling the leaves of a tree and I broke down in tears. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen in my life up until that point. And I will never, ever forget it. Uh, yeah. And I think nature is one of those things that um, really helps me. If I'm feeling a little bit of um, anxiety or if I'm a little bit overloaded with, you know, different things that I have to think about, as soon as I take a step outside, it just like, it just dissolves everything that I'm thinking about or whatever. And I feel so much more in the present than I ever have before. Um, it was always rushing about, doing lots of things. I worked in a really high position job before um, and I was vice president. So now everything is just as it comes. Whatever is now, I just do. And you know what? It actually makes you a bit happier. It does. It makes you, I think it makes you a lot happier. And <laughs> what's funny is when you start to reflect and you start to think back at the things that used to stress you out that were the most important thing in the world, it doesn't matter. None yeah. of that really matters. What matters is actually what we're doing right now is, is connecting with others, is your family, is literally waking up every day, being able to look out the window and sing and annoy your husband. <laughs> that is the most important thing in the world. That's what really matters because what makes you, I think we made it back to like, feel good. You know, we don't want to feel stressed. We don't want to be angry. We want to enjoy uh, life and live it as much as we can every single day. Um, so Kavita, you wrote a book. You were an author and I've been listening to your book. And by the way, eh, a little emotional, you know, Joe, Joe has feelings. There was a couple of parts, especially early on, uh, full disclosure, I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm several parts in, um, with, uh, your daughter. Wow. That was, you know, early on and the way you described what was happening. Oh my gosh. It was like, oh, I, I was right there with you. Yeah. Like you're, you're an amazing storyteller and I really appreciate it. By the way, your book's name is Room 23. Yeah. So can I just say, you're, you're listening to the audiobook, aren't you? I am. I am. Yeah. So it took me something like, because I can't read in the same capacity anymore after my um, hemorrhage. So it took me something like 10 hours to do a, a three hour book because I, had, I kept on missing the sentences. But, but <laughs> while, while I was actually narrating that and getting back to that moment of, you know, what happened, it was, it was very emotional and it was very frightening because even to the point, you know, when, when I was doing the book, first of all, I wanted to share my experience to be able to help other people because I felt that I didn't have that when I came out after my hemorrhage that there wasn't much out there and there wasn't much detail or information or or things to look at that I could like just relate to so that, that was like the main reason why I started my diary and then I decided I wanted to do a book but when I actually did the book it's it's very emotional reading it over and over again and going through it again and again because you're reliving that moment so many times over. Right. That that I, well, I'll tell you what would make me uncomfortable, and it makes me uncomfortable even till this day. I suffered a lot of memory loss. I, I have a lot of cognitive like memory issues, 
And when people tell me stories, it drives me a little bit crazy because I'm like, I don't remember it. It's all secondhand information. And a lot of the information early on, um, you, you were saying were it was secondhand information. You would, people would tell you like, this is how it happened. And that, that's very hard for me. I don't know if you reacted the same way and not knowing to drive you a little bit crazy. It, it does definitely. And I think one of the things, I think I lost memory of um, maybe two or three weeks beforehand, before the hemorrhage, and then probably five weeks after. So in total around eight weeks. Um, and what was really, really not very nice was just before I had got ill, it was Mother's Day, and my daughter had arranged this beautiful lunch and everything for a family to go out, and there was lots of memories, and she created this box, because she knows I like Julie Andrews and um, The Sound of Music. <laughs> so she created this box. The hills are alive with it. I love The Sound of Music. You're, you're the best person ever. So the box said, these are a few of your favorite things. And she put a lot of my favorite things in there. And I actually did not remember that Mother's Day. So what was really nice was forgetting a lot of those memories, my children have recreated. So the next year, she took me to the same place, did the same thing again, because she wanted to create those new memories of um, what I'd forgotten about. And it does drive me a little bit crazy, but now I just think, well, we're just going to create new ones and just... It doesn't matter. I'm here. <laughs> that's, that's what matters. That is such a beautiful thing. Like, I'm almost in tears. I'm trying to be a grown man, <laughs> and I'm trying to hold it together. But I want to break down because that's such an emotional thing. That hit me, like, right in the feels. You know, what normal people feel? What do you guys have? Emotions? Yeah, I'm getting all of those things right now. <laughs> wow. You know what I struggled with a little bit um, in listening to the book? But I, I, I do um, listen um, through Audible because – I have a very hard time in actually reading. It's I wasn't a big reader before. I hated it. I just drift. I had ADD and like I would just not really be able to focus. But now like I can't. I can't really focus. Uh, my friend Mimi's book, um, what I would do is I read the first, I think it was exactly seven pages. It took me three or four weeks and I read the exact same seven pages over and over and over again because I'd be two pages in and forget how it started. And then I would be about six pages in, I forget who that person was and why they're feeling that way. So I was just, it's, just, it's useless to read and process. So the way I process now is like audibly. So I can hear mm. the book and I can retain the information. Um, but it's also really nice to, to, to hear, you know, the, the amazing accent tell me a story. I'm just like, oh, I'm enthralled. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, yeah. I must say, I have a very, I've got a similar issue that I, when I read sentences, I actually miss certain words out of the sentence and also I can sometimes miss a sentence and the other thing that I've realized as well is I misinterpret what is written um, so I think the audible option is really good but what I have done in the book because I was very conscious about people reading it that have been through a similar thing is I've added these QR codes for each chapter and because I I did a lot of investigation after, you know, what had happened to me and what helps people. And visual memory is a lot better than um, any other type of memory. So reading memory um, and just talking. The visual memory for people with brain injuries is a much, much better way of, of remembering things. So those QR codes link to images or videos or you know different things that I was doing at that time or what I, whatever I'm describing at that time I've had so much so many readers that have said to me that they've loved the option of the QR codes because they've been able to grasp whatever I'm describing very easily and whereas they couldn't before so. That's such a beautiful thing. Like you, you live. We live in the future. You know, that's like such a cool thing that you just take a picture of something and then you have other. It's just, it's just amazing. And I love that you did that for people who need that. You know, a lot of people in our community, we all communicate differently. We all take in information, put out information differently. There are people that I connect with that I can only converse with with voice note because they can't. They're halfway around the world and they can't process a message. So we we have 
long drawn out conversations with just nothing but voice notes, you know, and now that we can do FaceTime, that we can do Zoom calls, like it's great because I can actually like talk to somebody, I'm doing quotes, face to face. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful world that we came back to live in. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. Um, what, what got me emotionally was um, it, it was your husband um, that was uh, with by your side, correct? Yeah, he he's like, um, <laughs> he keeps everything. He's, he's very uh, quiet, first of all. And then he's also very reserved. So any sort of emotions, he sort of keeps it all in. The, the, the story, that, how it breaks down, and the fact that he broke down, that was a lot. I had a similar situation with my significant other where she had a, a, a medical event, and I had to be the big, strong man. And as soon as I had an opportunity to break down, I broke down. And it reminded me of that. And, you know, it gave me that, again, what do you normal people feel? emotions i had plenty of emotions in in hearing that you know and i felt so much for your husband i actually caught both sides because i felt that but then on the other side with everything that was happening to you this has just been an emotional roller coaster for me okay (laughs) (laughs) but i think i think that's the beauty of it though i think the reason why i wanted to sort of give all of this information and share it all was because i wanted others to to relate to it i wanted others to feel that they weren't alone in what they were going through and that was that was like the main that was the main reason for the book and um it i i just think that you know people it doesn't matter if they've had a brain injury or not people go through different emotions different things in their lives and at different points as well and if they can have something that they can read or that they can listen to that makes them feel they're not alone in whatever they're going through and that gives them a bit of confidence that gives them a bit of happiness then i think that's that's just a good thing this is the exact same reason why i started the podcast it's the same reason why i started my blog because there was honestly there was nothing really out there for me that i could find everything that i found was for people significantly older than myself there was nobody that I could really relate to. You know, even when I was going through physical therapy, that was the only other stroke survivor that I had contact with. And I'm like, you seem to be comfortably in your 70s. I mean, like, that's cool. We could talk about, like, how we survive. But I was like, we can't really relate in anything other than that. So I did this out of necessity. When I met my co-host, who's a uh, severe uh, concussion survivor, it was the first time that I was actually able to talk to somebody and think, oh, wow, there are others like me. That like you're you go through what I go through. Like you you're not looking at me like you don't feel bad for me. You feel what I feel. And I felt it was necessary to share what we go through with the world because there had to be more of us and there are. There's so many of us out there. What I was gonna say was I get so many messages from people that have read the book or are reading it or or even just follow my blog that I that I write because I have a continuous blog that I do. And What's really nice is that they read that, uh, they send me a message to say they've read it and whatever I've written or whatever I've, I've done, they've said, oh my God, this is what I'm feeling. This is exactly how I'm feeling and this is so helpful. And exactly what you've just said, that you want to be able to connect to so many people and um, yeah, it just felt like the right thing to do. Oh, wait, and it was your daughter that uh, found you and called. Um, oh, wait, you guys don't have 911. You guys have 999? Yeah, so what happened is, um, yeah, I woke up. Um, it was about half 11 at night, and um, I it felt like a sledgehammer had gone through the back of my skull, through my head. And I can't really describe the pain so much, but I know that it was a, a very horrendous pain and um I woke up and holding my head and I was just started shaking and said to my husband like something wrong there's something wrong something's happened 
and he would not wake up. And then I actually got up from the bed and uh, started running around the room because I couldn't really understand what this pain was and what had happened. And I even I couldn't see around me if anything was like bleeding or I just didn't know what was going on. But what I did know was my head wasn't right. And um, yeah, I had a seizure and um, yeah, collapsed. And my husband, he was just in shock. He didn't know. He didn't know what to do. He was trying to wake me up, but couldn't. So I think he, yeah, he just ran into my daughter's room and got her to come in, and she rang the emergency services. That's uh, um, that's amazing. Wait, did you suffer seizures before, or was this your first seizure? No, this is my first seizure. But okay. um, one thing that was really, really important was I'd actually just stopped breathing. I'd actually wow. completely. I was completely gone. So when the paramedics came, they had to resuscitate me first. So when they resuscitated me, obviously I, I came back. And um, it was then that um, my husband described to them what had happened. Um, and they came in minutes, like really, really quickly. And that's the key to a lot of uh, like brain injuries or, or hemorrhages if it's treated and and got to very quickly then that's lesser damage um, right so yeah they managed to they managed to get me to a hospital then wow see if i was your daughter and um your daughter's a teenager she's now 20. <laughs> 20. that is amazing kavita you look 20. how can you have a daughter that's exactly the same age as you <laughs> she helps out all the time she's taken a lot of responsibilities off off me to help out and she's she's at university. Well, she's not at university now because of mm -hmm. you know the situation we're in. But she had right. gone to university. I literally cried for four days <laughs> when oh. she went. Oh, when she, when she went to school. When she went to university, I was just like, oh. oh. But anyway, it's um, it's just part of life, isn't it? And they've got right. to move on. Uh, it, it it must be hard. It must be even harder because again you know what it's like to come this close to not being here and you, you make it back and it makes, I think every one of your relationships even stronger. It makes you love your husband, your daughter. You have a, a son as well, correct? Yeah. My son's, um, he's tricky right now because he's 15. <laughs> and oh, did you say 13? He's 15. So he's, 15. Um, oh my God. So he's a knucklehead. Oh he's a little my bit of knucklehead. gosh. Everything is just about, um, Xbox. And, yes. Um, yeah, he just needs his own time. He has registration, so we're homeschooling right now. <laughs> it's really hard. Clearly, I'm like forever 13 myself, so I understand. <laughs> but, <laughs> Your son. but because I'm like the organized uh, person that I am, I've done this um, chart in the house. I'm sorry, I don't have it with, you to sh with me to show you. But I have this chart that I've done, a big, huge chart, which has all the different areas of the house. And then I called everyone down into the kitchen. We did a family meeting and I basically said, okay, choose the area that you're gonna look after to clean. Um, because we obviously can't get anyone in or whatever. So um, yeah, everyone like chose their thing and I marked everyone's names on it. <laughs> I'm slowly unraveling who you are as a person. So there are a million nerdums that you have, like organizational nerd, I'm going to throw in there for sure. So you made a chart of your house. <laughs> just, I just wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> but, but you know, what's really funny. So I was on a, a Zoom call with one of my um, family friends and they asked me to send the chart to them. <laughs> because, oh, that's funny. <laughs> they, they wanted to do one. <laughs> they know that I'm the person that I am. I like to be very organized. I like I have a little bit of OCD, but um, right. that's sort of worn away a little bit since um, since I since I was ill. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. 
Because of my stroke, it's hard to get through reading books. But thanks to Audible, I can listen to stroke survivor Kavita Bossi's book, Room 23. Once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Kavita's book with us. That's right. The Neuro Nerds have a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the Neuro Nerds. Boom! Okay, so how you were before to how you are now, what are the significant changes from where you were to where you are? Not, not even, you know, uh, physically, cognitively, just like you as a person. Okay, so I would describe myself as still me, but the 14 or 15-year-old me. And it's, it's really funny because what I feel that's happened is that my personality has gone more pure to what it was as the original Kavita. And, um, and I think that all those changes that you usually go through life where you change as a person because you meet your partner and then you change as a person because you, you become a parent, um, those changes have just gone away. And I've gone back to that original Kavita. And um, wow. that's how I think that I am as a person. And I was very creative. I was very, you know, happy-go-lucky. I just used to, but I was quite stubborn as well. I just wanted to do what I want to do. So this new Kavita has drove my husband absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just like, because if I want to do something, I just do it. And I don't really think about the repercussions afterwards. Um, and he's just like, you know, you've got to just be a bit considerate, your family, your husband, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but I felt like doing that. So I just did it. Right. So you, you, would you say you're, you're much more impulsive now. Oh, definitely. And no filter. Yes. My filter is completely <laughs> yeah. gone. Um, well, that can get you in trouble. So much trouble because, right, I never used to swear before. Oh, it's like the best thing to do. So, <laughs> Never. <laughs> it feels so good inside. So we were just in the kitchen, and it, I didn't do a big swear word. It was just, it was just S H I T. I can't even say it now. And then my my daughter just looked at me. She goes, "Mummy," and I was just like, "I'm so sorry. That should not have come out of my mouth." That's Are you still that impulsive? <laughs> no. So what happened is, um, I realized quite quickly that I was very different. And obviously I was doing this diary and then I did the book. So I put it in, I put it in there as well, a lot of the changes that I discovered. So I started to um, go to neuropsychology and this was one of the best things that I did to be able to help my family, my lifestyle and connections with others because the neuropsychologist really explained the differences um, what someone has after having some brain impact and this helped me realize a lot of things and he also gave me tools and ways to um, express my feelings and to be able to sort of calm down and, and think about things before I said them and it and, and not just that it was I made my husband go to them my my kids go to them so we, we all did these sessions with neuropsychology, and I still go to them every month, um, even though it's been five years, I still go, because I want to make sure that I'm having the best opportunity of a, a better lifestyle with my family as much as I can, um, because otherwise it can be very difficult to sort of fall into what you've changed as a person. And to fall into that, like, say something that you didn't probably mean, but but you just said it because it just happened and you can't you can't stop it. And it's that that's that filter thing. But you want others to realize as well that you still have that, you know, connection with them, that you love them dearly, that you respect them. And that really helped me so much. The neuropsychologist is like he's my best friend. <laughs> That's another nerdum that I have is that I get so excited and passionate about wanting to speak to my neuropsychologist and learn more about 
what effects have you know happened with the brain and and how it works and yeah it's just it's so interesting it is the brain is fascinating and the the way it changes us is fascinating you know i i was never a bit very patience was never one of my virtues now still very impatient but i'm working on it i'm working really really hard and i think i have more patience than i've ever had in my life um and so your family going to the that's such an amazing thing that they're going to these sessions with you you know even though you're a changed person i don't want to say that in a negative way i think we've all changed change doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing um, but you are a new person, you know, and how's how's your family dealt with you being like Kavita 2.0? <laughs> with, with a great challenge, but I, I must say I would completely, completely sort of give my right arm to my husband because the way he's had to deal with everything um, and also he's become mum and dad which is great <laughs> because he's just taken a lot of the responsibilities off me that I used to do as a mum. They've adapted, they've um, changed it, their habits and they've all become very, I think they've become better people for it because, you know, they've seen this, you know, issue, not issue, I would say, they've seen this tragedy that sort of happened within the family and also they've managed we've managed to overcome it we've managed to be able to sustain it and become a, a unit and even though it's like a different unit it still works and 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 I just love my family so much for being patient with me. It's it's so amazing that you guys have come together as like a unit you know because easily it could have gone the other way you know, mommy's different. I, I, I can't deal with this because your kids are still growing. Even though your your daughter's an adult, uh, she wasn't at the time. Your your son was, you know, really was not significantly younger, but still a lot younger. They could have been like, it's just, I, I don't want to deal with this because they're still trying to figure out who they're becoming as adults, you know? And your husband, man, he's like a little superhero. You know, your husband needs a cape. I think your husband needs a cape. He seems like a pretty dude. <laughs> He actually has one. <laughs> we, both, we both got them when it was um, my 40th celebration. We decided to get these capes and, and wear them on. Because I just think that why not sort of celebrate who we are and celebrate our sort of life together. And it's, it's, it's uh, quite nice. But what I do say to my husband is, because he always says to me, you're a different person, Kavita. Like, you've got to understand, we've been married for nearly 20 years at the time. And now I'm married to like someone else. So I just say to him, well, isn't that really exciting? <laughs> exciting is a word. <laughs> no, that, that is, that's a, a beautiful thing, you know? And, and I think it's, it's so great that it strengthened your relationship, that it didn't tear you guys apart. Because there could have been a lot of resentment. There could have been a lot of the stress alone you know, that falls on his shoulders. And he's right there with you. Your family's right there with you. It's like such a beautiful thing. I think that that speaks volumes about you as a person. And, you know? and I think the thing is, Joe, don't think that we just got there, you know, oh, in no. the way. No, I, I... There, there were a lot of challenges and there were a lot of issues and there were a lot of backwards and forwards and understanding what was wrong and why I was different and you know how he it was difficult for him to deal with so we did go through a lot of that but i think we came out stronger you have to want to yeah and it's got to be both ways as well it's got to be everyone's right. got to want to um uh, become this unit otherwise yeah that was the problem so i currently am not speaking with my family and it's because of that it has to there has to be responsibility has to be on both sides it does it can't just be on on one side so unfortunately my family right now they are not taking the responsibility on their end to understand i'm a brand new person and i need you know i there i'm different i don't deal with things the same i don't handle things the same i can't take the same amount of stuff that i used to take i can't stress out about i almost died because my blood pressure was like insane Right. So like I need to stay away from that stress. They haven't done anything to change on their end. So they're basically they're very they're toxic to me. So until that change happens, I kind of have to remove myself from that. So I think it's beautiful that you guys have come together as a unit that really that like warms, warms my heart. And it's such a, an amazing thing. And it's not just family as well. It's 
it's other people that are around you. So it's friends, it's colleagues, um, right. whoever you interacted with beforehand. What I, I know what's happened to me as well. Like there are some friends that have adapted and become yeah. closer with me, and there are others that have not been able to understand the change, um, and they've drifted apart. But you know what? It's fine. It's absolutely right. fine because at the end of the day, like I said before, everyone's going through their own things. And you yeah. want to be in this life. You want to be happy. You want to enjoy each moment. So it's better to just surround yourself with people that, that do actually care and do actually want to do things for you. You find your tribe, right? You find the people who... Attract your tribe. I, I love that means being on a shirt. No, I, it's that's that's true. I lost a lot of friends as well, and it's not a bad. I don't see it as a bad thing. You know, they knew me as a certain person for you know for thirty nine years of my life. I was this person, and then it's only been going on four years now that I'm like Joe two point I'm like a brand new guy. So some people were okay with that. Some people not so much. They're like, yeah, I missed that other guy. I don't know why that other guy was okay. This dude right here, this one, this is the one. Right? <laughs> And, and and that's okay though. But I have found a, um, a brand new tribe, a brand new you know of uh, my my chosen family of people who have uh, basically people in our community that have been through something similar. We become family by choice because we get it. We understand what it takes to come back from a brain injury. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy. And as much as normies. I'd say your husband's a normie, your kids are like they can they can sympathize, but they can't empathize. They don't understand what it is. Like when I say, oh man, I like yesterday in particular, I had brain fog basically all day. And people are like, oh, I understand. I like, no, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't. But if I tell you, I'm like, Kavita, man, yesterday I had a re- I was so foggy like all day. I didn't really wake up until like six o'clock in the evening. You get it because I'm sure you been through it you know and i think it's it's it sucks that we're part of this community but i'm so thankful that we're part of this community it's the most beautiful community in the world i think as well you know um just thinking about that even though we have got a new tribe or we have got differences in who we're you know the circle that's around us even if people without a brain injury will go through their childhood with a certain number of friends then they'll go through adolescence with different friends then they you know when they have their families and and get married and whatever again they'll have a different circle so it's actually part of life really that's how I see it now because I just think that I don't want to get upset or sad or, or whatever I just think it's part of my life that was a different part of my life this is a new part of my life and as long as I have like I said before, people that surround me that understand me, whether they've had a brain injury or not, you know, if they understand what I'm going through or even try to understand, then it's all the better for it. That effort means everything. That effort in really trying to understand. Because to be honest, unless you've gone through it, you don't understand. It's just that effort of trying to like, wow, that must be hard. Yes, yes, it is very hard. It's something that I would absolutely wish on my worst enemy. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. So I do actually check, like, sometimes if some of my friends um, who I'm, like, close to or whatever, I will ask them, have you read my book? Because... I just feel that, you know, if they are like a true friend and that they do want to understand me better, then they would actually take the time to, to read it. And it, it's just, it, I mean, most of my friends have. So it's actually quite nice that they've taken the opportunity to understand me better. But, you know, that brain injury card is really hard. I used to use it a lot to say, you I know, remember I've had it, remember I have had a brain hemorrhage. And now it's really hard because my, my kids will say, Mummy, you can't use that card anymore. And I was like, you, you, I've got Yes, lifetime. you can. I've got a lifetime to use it. So early on, I would use it for ridiculous things. Where my girlfriend, I, would, I wouldn't want to do something or go somewhere. I'd be like, oh, oh, but my brain was bleeding. I would just be like a big 13 year old kid. And then she'd be like, 
okay. Then after me, I think it was like two months, she was just like, yeah, your brain was bleeding. It's not anymore. I was like, oh, oh. But, so she, she's a musician. Uh, her drummer uh, she, in, in Sacramento, he said, yeah, you can't use the brain bleeding thing anymore, but you can say you survived a major hemorrhagic stroke the rest of your life. So then it just transitioned into that. And if I, if I want to be really <laughs> obnoxious, I'll just like where they, they put a shunt in my head to drain my brain, I'll hold it and I'll like put my hand up and I'll shake it. I'll be like, oh, but baby, <laughs> I survived a major hemorrhagic stroke. It's awful. It's terrible. And I suggest every single one of you guys do the same. We deserve to. We made it back. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, don't you think the other thing that um, this is what I suffer with a lot is memory loss. So, oh, yes. But it's short-term memory loss. So something that I might have said a few minutes ago, I've completely just, like, forgotten it. But then... Sometimes there are situations, I don't know if you do this or not, but I take advantage where I might have said something and I might have remembered it, but then chose to say that I'd forgotten it. Yeah, oh, who's to say you didn't? Oh my, I've been caught out a couple of times now, but it, I don't do it on purpose. It's just because I don't just don't want the, any aggravation or any argument. So I'm just like... Uh, I think I forgot that, and they were like, "No, you because they they like say, how can you sometimes forget some things and then not forget?" But that is the that is what the brain injury does. It is very complex. It, it, it does. <laughs> that, that's when you respond with the brain is fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to talk a, a little bit about sustainable living. So I I became pescatarian. So I I eat fish, but I don't eat meat. Probably about fifteen years ago, and. Okay. Um, so the transition to becoming more vegetarian and being vegan, you know, one day a week has, has been quite easy for me. But the thing is, because only there is so many options out there now, never used to be, um, right. that, that's really sort of helped me do that. But my, I was going to say my sustainable living is about everything that I buy. So mm -hmm. I gave up, I used to have a G-Wagon, which I absolutely loved, <laughs> I know you're a gangster. <laughs> so I had a team wagon, absolutely loved it. But because I was so passionate about the environment and how much it affects it actually, pollutes it, I, I, I gave everything up and I just wanted to only buy things for my home and for my lifestyle that, yeah, that were much, much better for, that help our planet, basically. Even my shampoo, I use only natural things. Hey, I, I, I got to tell you, you guys will see it in the photos. Kavita's hair is magnificent. Now, being a bald dude, I do have appreciation for all hair. But to be honest, your hair is on par with my co-host, with Lauren. And Lauren's hair is like fantastic. It's like, it's unreal. Your hair right now, you look like a L'Oreal commercial. You know, like when they turn and they curl. It's crazy. It's crazy. No, but what I'm saying is this coconut shampoo that I'm using is all 100% natural and it's vegan it smells amazing and you don't have to wash your hair for like three or four days and it still looks really really good so it, it's not even about get, having products that are um better for the environment but they actually still make you look good they still make you feel good so i think that's the thing I transitioned recently into um, a non-armpit cancer deodorant. Um, <laughs> got away from the aluminum, so I'm doing a, um, a native native deodorant. Yeah, I saw that. Is, it's really good. It's really good. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You have to reapply, which is fine. I have a brain injury and I have short-term memory loss, and I forget. So you know what the, the constant reminder is? When this thing turns off, it's like a light switch. You go from like, I'm completely fine to, holy Lord, the scent that's coming off of my body. Like it's really, really bad. But I, I do feel better doing these things that are sustainable, that are better for the environment because look what's going on in the world, guys. I don't know if you're able to step outside where you're at, but if you look outside of a window, the sky is incredible. It's that there's not any of this gunk from all these cars flying up in the atmosphere. They're, like everything, the world is like in a much better place right now. And it's it's really, really nice. But you know what? You're absolutely right. And that's, you know, I said before that I used to work for a, um, 
a big fashion company. I was the vice president there. And I left last year to start my own sustainable fashion brands. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm actually launching them in the next couple of months. That's amazing. So one of them is like a vegan brand, which is um, shoes made from vegan materials. And then the other one is um, an activewear brand that's made from recycled plastic bottles. Let me ask you a question. Are you one of those? Are you a shamer? What's a shame? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you, how dare you wear this? How dare you eat that? Are you, are you um, that oh, passionate? Oh, no, or... no. I think I'm a, I'm an encourager. Good. That's <laughs> so, good. So everything I do, um, I think that soft side of me as a mum and everything, I always encourage. So I'll be like, try this. Yeah, I'm not going to force anyone into like doing anything. I do, I do force my husband, though. Well, yeah, you—that—that's your job. He doesn't have a—he he doesn't have a choice. Like, as soon as you say "I do," like it's—it's it's over. You just do whatever the other side says, right? So I—we try to do meatless Mondays. We just do no meat on Mondays, which is funny because it actually stretches normally out until Wednesday. It turns into like a meatless Tuesday, and then like a meatless Wednesday because there's always leftovers and the effect on your body you feel lighter you have more energy and as a brain injury survivor you need that energy because like when <laughs> our bandwidth we don't have as much bandwidth to give so we need as much energy as possible and i think going you know eating more vegetables and eating less meat is the way like i i really believe that not in a weird way where i'm yelling at you for eating meat just like eat responsibly and i think responsible living is a nice transition into sustainable living yeah right? it's, it's it's all steps yeah it is all steps and even that sustainable living is um brings you out to being more active being more confident being you know being a different and that's why i wanted to create these brands because i just wanted to encourage people to be more that's why i've done the active wear because it's encouraging people to wear it and then also you know, helping the environment, but also, you know, doing better for themselves. And each of right. the products, we're donating a percentage to um, the, the one the, one of the charities that I'm ambassador for. So we donate, yeah, a percentage of everything that sells in the brands to the charities. You can shout out the charities. We appreciate all charities here. So the, the charity that's linked with my activewear is the Bee Foundation in Philadelphia. Oh. Love the Bee Foundation. Yes. I don't know why my voice went that high. It did. <laughs> so the Bee Foundation in Philadelphia, we're donating a percentage of every single sale that goes through the active wear. So I'm I'm quite excited about it all. That's 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 amazing. I'm I am really excited for that because you're you're helping the environment and you're looking damn good while doing it, right, Kavita? <laughs> I, I hope so. I put on weight though. <laughs> this lockdown has really made me eat a lot. You, you, so you know how like uh, they say like in co in college you guys call it university it's like the they call it the freshman fifteen here because as a freshman your first year of college you gain like fifteen pounds because you're 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 not at home you're eating out a lot I think this is like the quarantine ten I think everybody is gaining a significant amount of weight because to be honest people get bored people get bored there was I saw somebody put a sign on their refrigerator and it said you're not hungry you're bored <laughs> just as a reminder. Up eating. But hasn't everyone become master chef? <laughs> everyone yeah. has become master uh, chef. <laughs> you 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 have to. I think I think it's really cool too because a lot of people are working from home, which is clearing up the, the 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 freeways and the highways. You know, not a lot of cars. People are spending more times more time with their significant others, with their family, which is a really really nice thing. And they are also cooking at home more, which is I think necessary. You know, because you get to see what you're putting in your body instead of just shoveling all of this garbage processed uh, uh, sodium filled food in your face. You know, sustainable living, Kavita. Sustainable living. <laughs> I think everyone's doing it right now. But you know what? But you would think that if you were cooking everything yourself, that you would actually lose a bit of weight. But yeah, I've just it, it's because I'm constantly eating or snacking or whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm, I graze. I'm like a cow. Not because I'm really huge. I, I just nibble all day. I, I, I just, I, my mouth gets bored, I think. I'm just like constantly like, like chewing stuff. But you know, I'm working on it. I'm trying to keep my girlish figure. I'm trying not to <laughs> eat, eat too much. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a process. All this, it, it, it's a process. But whatever I eat is going to be sustainable because I'm all about sustainable living now, yeah. right? But I just, I just want to mention the two brands and um, the names of them so that if anyone does want to follow, it's um, Reflex One and Ration L. And these are the two brands. You can find it on my Instagram anyway um, because I've, I've uh, tagged them in there. But, it, um, yeah, if you'd like to follow the journey of sustainable living, then, yeah, follow my brands. Yes. And, oh, okay, so just want to point out that Kavita's book is called Room 23. Kavita's book will also be our audible pick of the month because I think everybody should listen to this thing, especially if you guys miss having those – wait, what do you guys call me again? Feelings. It will give you feelings. It will make you feel emotions. It's such a beautiful story because Kavita is just such a, a, a beautiful warrior queen. And I really appreciate you um, being on the show, Kavita. I, I think you're a, an amazing storyteller. I'm so happy to like connect with you. I'm doing quote fingers. Actually meet you in person. It's been really, really nice. And I think everybody out there should go get her book. You can um, uh, get it on Audible. You can get it on um, all the platforms, I'm assuming. You can pick it up on Amazon. Am I missing any spots? Yeah, so, if, um, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, but I think if you can't find it, then just put in www.kavitabassi.com and you can find oh. all the places to buy it from. from there. You can also, so that's the perfect time to give our shout outs to our socials. You can follow Kavita at, what's your, your handle, Kavita so Bassi? At Kavita underscore Bassi on Instagram and Twitter is Kavita Bassi and then Facebook is Kavita Bassi Room 23. Boom, all of those will be in the show notes. You can follow my beautiful, tiny, ass-kicking co-host who couldn't be here, Lauren El Manzano, at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. You can follow me, at Joso Rocks Everywhere. You can follow us, the Neuro Nerds, at Everywhere. On, on, on this awesome, so great to connect with you, Room 23, Sustainably Living episode, this Neuro Nerd is out. That was awesome. That was uh, so nice. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on here. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 